My daddy's gone on, my grandfather's gone on, my great-grandfather's gone on. But they still live. You know, the, the spirit is still here. They tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Tell me of a home far away. Hello again, it's Maddie Purdue back with It Still Lives, the Foxfire podcast. Today we will be adding yet another episode to our seed series as we follow along with the Foxfire Fellows on their journeys through learning and creation. As always, please remember to consider the theme throughout this series, How Tradition Finds a New Generation. Today's episode will follow Jayton and Kelton's journey as they focus on creating a functional boat through traditional methods of construction. Without further ado, let's get started. The evolution of watercraft has yielded greatly varied products over time. From Cherokee dugout canoes and reed rafts, to primitive kayaks for navigating mountain rivers and streams, to modern speedboats and pontoons, the art of boat building has undoubtedly affected the course of history and human activities for centuries. While there are several methods of boat building, each dependent upon the desired outcome, Let's explore a little more into the steps of building Jayton and Kelton's specific boat. This is a brief guide to boat building according to the guys. Step 1. Find the square footage of the boards you're going to need to construct your boat. Since most wooden boats are constructed from planks, it is important to make sure that the total area of the wood you plan to use for your boat is enough to cover the bottom and both sides of the boat and the back once the planks have been warped to form the rounded shape. It's also important to find the correct type of wood for the boat you intend to build based on the density and the expense. Step 2. Now you can either purchase or collect the lumber you intend to use. Purchased lumber may prove to be less costly in terms of the time necessary to craft the wood, but it may also be extremely dry and chemically treated, therefore making the rest of the process a little bit more taxing. Step 3. In order to make sure that the wood is of the right thickness, you'll need to plane it. Now, while this process can be done by hand, modern planing machines ensure smoother and more consistent finishes. The thickness to which the wood will need to be planed is up to the carpenter. Step 4. Cut out and measure the design you have in mind for your boat. Make sure you have all the necessary pieces and that they are all of the correct sizes. Step 5. Where a handsaw would have been the traditional method for ripping or cutting boards in half to thin them and produce more boards, the boys used a table saw to make the job a little bit more efficient. Step 6. Once all of the boards have been cut, planed, and ripped, cut your stringers or the ribs of the boat and lay them out flat. Put the boards for the bottom of the boat over the stringers to your desired length and width. Make sure to space them evenly and ensure that you have enough stringers to run the entire length of the boat. Step 7. Secure the planks for the bottom of the boat over the stringers using an adhesive of some kind. Modernly, waterproof wood glue will do the trick. However, traditional methods would have included the use of resins and saps, wood pegs, or other similar methods of fastening the boards to the frame. Once the bottom is attached to the stringers, attach the sides and back in a similar manner. Step 8. Set the sides down on the bottom of the boat. Bend the sides to create a point in the front, and then nail them down into the bottom boards, angling them towards the point in the front. 
Once the sides have been fully nailed down, then you can nail the point together in the front, bringing the sides together. Add any necessary supports inside the boat to stabilize the sides at this point. Step 9. Line up the panel for the back of the boat with the sides and the bottom. Just like with the sides, attach the back to the bottom first and then to the sides. Step 10. Sand down the inside of the boat and seal any holes to ensure that the boat will be air and watertight. Modern materials can include caulk and other sealants, while traditional methods, again, would have been comprised mostly of plant derivatives, such as saps or resins. In a final and more modern step, Kelton and Jayton used a wood primer to seal and finish the boat. A similar traditional practice would have been to seal the wood for waterproofing purposes with something like tar. As you can see, boat building methods have changed and become more time efficient over the years, but the basic craft remains the same, a time-honored art form vital to human excellence for centuries past and centuries to come. With that, let's hear some insights from Kelton and Jayton themselves. I'm Kelton. I go to Raven County. I'm 15 years old. I play three different sports. and If I stay in all the extracurricular activities that I do in school now, I'll be the only person in the recorded history of Raven County Schools to letter in four different things, which I'll be very proud of. I like the outdoors. Uh, my heritage skill is blacksmithing, and I've already done carpentry. Well, I'm taking two engineering and manufacturing classes, which is woodworking and technological building. So I think it'd be good to have a different skill to learn. I'm Jaden. I go to Raven County. I'm 16. Um, I play for Raven County's basketball team. I like the outdoors, and it's just more of being able to go out and like be able to do stuff because most people can't go out outside and know what they're looking at and know what they're doing, and being able to be here and after living here for a while I'm able to go out there and look at all these different kinds of plants and which one's poisonous and which one you can eat I mean it's just it's good to be able to come out and know what you're doing out here I did the same thing I did uh, blacksmithing and I just thought it'd be cool to learn something new and something that I could use like if I needed to make something or if I needed something that I know I could make from blacksmithing it'd be a lot easier to go and buy Math is a big thing for me. Um, I actually want to be a, a math teacher when I grow up. And by using math, I'm able to uh, define the buoyancy formula for the uh, the boat to make sure that it stays afloat and the wood and stuff too, to, to be the, the right length that we need it to be. So can you all explain to me what it is you're going to be studying? Well, our seed project is to build a boat based on the traditional practice of our ancestors that lived in the mountains here and just to learn about how they did it and how anyone our age can still do it. We have a friend that is doing another project that will be using our boat to fish in the waterways and talk about how the waterways have changed throughout history. So this is a kind of niche project. So what really inspired you to pursue this project in particular? Uh, just the fact that my dad and his uncle uh, is a carpenter and he's been working on boats for 40 plus years and he'll be a great help to us and I think it'd just be fun to learn what he does for a living for a day. So I know y'all have some pretty significant background knowledge on this topic. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, a lot of carpentry work and 
some blacksmithing that we've learned so far. And I reckon that's about it for now. It'll be really helpful, but I think we'll definitely need to learn a little bit more about it. The rest of our family has been around for at least 60 plus odd years, and they all had to go fishing and hunting before uh, machinery was widely used and boating was alive. So they all know a good bit about boating and how to build it. What do y'all hope to see as the final product of your project? Well, I think the result we're looking for is something that actually floats and can hold the two people that are going to be fishing off of our boat for their project. So do you think that's going to be difficult to achieve? Uh, no, not exactly. Since we can use modern tools that we have now and some of the tools that they have from the historical point, I think it'd be pretty easy to get it to float and get it to carry the people we need to. So other than the boat itself, are you going to be constructing anything else? We are making paddles and paddle holders on the side of the boat. And we'll be using our blacksmithing to make the paddle holders. We're going to be making a guide for the uh, the canoe that we're going to be making. That means like step one, step two, step three, we're going to be doing the wood that we're going to be using, what size wood that you're going to be needing, um, the different things that you're going to need, like a steamer to bend the wood to shape it the way you want it. We'll have pictures involved so you can see what it looks like step by step, see if you're doing it correctly or incorrectly. What sorts of research and resources and people are you going to be using to do your research for your project? Well, we're using people that are well-trained in building boats and that have done it for a lifetime and for a living. And we'll be using just some flexible but solid and hard-to-break wood and some sealants like putty or silicone, just something to keep the water out of the boat and make sure it stays afloat. What type of wood are you going to be using for your boat? And then also, what type of wood are you going to be using for your paddles? Uh, well, we're using cedar and red cherry wood. The cherry wood is for the uh, paddles because it's a uh, much denser and heavier wood, so it'll be easier to cut through the water with it and pull yourself along. And the cedar is a lighter, more flexible wood that we can use to bend for the boat shape and for the ribs of the boat, and it'll be very light and very flotatious. So since you're building this boat from scratch, how are you going about making up a blueprint for it and making sure you have all the right materials and all the right measurements and everything? Well, I'm doing step-by-step, uh, step, like one picture of the ribs, uh, each one set a certain inch or footage apart, and one set for the outside, the shell of the boat, which is showing like how far apart you want the wood or how close together you want it. What do you personally hope to gain from this whole experience? Uh, personally, I'd like to gain just the know-how to build a boat or to build anything along the lines that would help me survive in the wild or if I lost power or if I needed anything to survive. So aside from the end goal, are there any other skills that you maybe hope to pick up along the way? Like carpentry and a deeper understanding of carpentry and weaving. Well, you can always have a um, tie down around the rim of the boat and you can put string around it that you can tie off so you don't get lost or so the boat doesn't float off. 
So aside from the end goal, are there any other skills that you maybe hope to pick up along the way? Um, I'd like to learn a lot more about um, blacksmithing and being able to build stuff that I can use, um, not just on the project, but at home. I mean, that kind of, that goes down to making nails that I would need or even making forks or spoons. So what are your preparations and steps leading up to the completion of your project going to look like? Well, I'd definitely like to have the blueprints before I even think about getting the wood to start building the boat. And once we actually have the blueprints, uh, start thinking about the board footage and the wood that we need to start building and then start bending and steaming the wood to our desired arch and angle and then just make the ribs to put in the inside and finish building the boat. Putty up all the sides that might have leaks. Are you planning on having any tests or trial runs before the completion of your project? Definitely. We have um, lots of rivers by our house and we live right by the head of the lake. So anytime we need to, we can take it to the dock at the lake and just drop it off and go for a test run. But if it sinks, it's shallow so we can get it, we can get it out. But we want to um, first use it on a pond though because, because of the fact that the water's not moving and it'll make it a lot easier to get out. Our uncle does have a pond that we can use to so test it. After that, if it survives the pond, then we'll take it to rougher waters on the river and then the lake. What most excites you about this experience as a whole? Uh, just the fact that we get to learn something new and that it would be really fun to have a boat and it would be nice to have a legacy in Foxfire and if we could leave the boat here, it would be a great part of it. And leave a lasting story of because there's probably not going to be a lot of people that build a boat and that are able to get it complete and if we are able to do that we'll be probably one of the first and be the only ones to do it and that's probably going to be here forever can you explain to me some of the historical implications of your project and some of the history behind boat building well we're doing it on what hap- what it was like in the past and what it is kind of like now and looking from what we have now to then because then really all you had was you'd have to go get all the woods and have to do that yourself cutting down all the trees you'd have to do the work by hand that means steaming that wood and waiting, waiting to be able to bend it and as it progressed you go from kind of like kayaks to canoes holding more people from what a kayak you could only hold one person and then you get boats further up the line where you're fitting two people but it's going faster and then as it progresses and evolves you would get um, engines and propellers that would push you without manual labor you wouldn't have to use paddles or anything it was kind of just the engine and that's where we are now so what impact do you hope to make through your project's completion well I hope to make a lasting impact and one that is seen as a very helpful impact throughout the years and that it teaches future generations and even our generation that anyone can do whatever they set their mind to and that it's not just set in the past. I know you guys are pretty passionate about this project so what really fuels your passion for boat building and carpentry? Okay well we're 
very into it because, well, our entire family's had a long line of boat building and we're all used to it and we've had some form of interaction with boats our entire life and it's a dying art that the old time boat building and the ways that people made boats, it's not a lot of people know how to do it anymore and it'd be great to get the future generations to read this article or listen to the podcast and just learn from it and just figure out how to bring back dying arts and it's a fun hobby to do for many people are there a lot of boat builders in this area uh in raven county yes because there's two different lakes that are in clayton uh lake raven and lake uh, burton and i live three minutes away from lake burton and Lots of people down my road and throughout the highway are boat builders or at least own a boat. They know a lot about it. To y'all, what makes boat building, carpentry, and construction, what what makes those things art forms? Well, it's very meaningful to have and the fact that carpentry is a big part of architecture and how houses are made and that if you don't have carpentry, you won't have a stable house or lake houses they won't be stable at all boat docks you won't have those they're all made by carpenters that have years of experience in carpentry and it's been declining rapidly ever since the start of the 20th century there's less and less people wanting to do it and i think that doing this would shine some light on future generations to try it see if they like it uh, see if they can make a job out of it How do you think history would have been different thus far if carpentry hadn't been preserved so well in the past? Well, it's very valuable to most people. It'd be good to learn. And I mean, if you have a broken ceiling in your house, broken chairs, broken tables, it'd be good to know how to fix those. And instead of going and spending $200 on a new table, you can fix it yourself by finding the same kind of wood, sanding it down, fixing it up, and just making a new table out of it or anything else you might need so how would history have been different up to this point had carpentry not really been preserved thus far well i mean it's a big factor in houses and even boats that are being used now i mean the kayaks you see at walmart they're based off of something from historical books or any type of memories that people have of boats they're all based off of that And if you didn't have that, there would be no speedboats, no pontoons, anything you could ride on the lake with, or houses. You couldn't build houses if it wasn't preserved. You'd have to go off of just straight architecture and forging skills, which is a lot harder than just building a house with carpentry skills. So without this stepping stone from the past on the way to the present, we probably wouldn't have even had the blueprint for what we have now. We probably would have had a completely different historical progression of not only boat building, but carpentry in general. Yeah, we would not be in the same place we are now in um, building standards, architectural standards. We would not have the bridges we do, we would not have the skyscrapers, the tall buildings we have in cities, we wouldn't have those if we didn't have the stepping stones of carpentry and architecture. Um, okay, so what will the future be like if this generation forgets this skill? Like, if, if it stopped today, 
What would the future be like? Well, the future would be very different because even now the generations are banking on knowing carpentry and architecture, and if it just stops now, it's a lost art, and everyone would have to relearn it to even continue with building or evolving our learning of crafting and carpentry. be very hard to move forward in life. So what's something that people need to know about this topic that a lot of people don't know about it? That some people think that you can just grab a random piece of wood and throw it together and make a canoe out of it. It's a lot more grueling steps to it and a lot of time it takes to make the boat and you'd have to work 24-7 to get it done in a quick time frame that you'd like. So what has motivated you to keep this fire burning and make sure that knowledge of this specific skill is preserved? Well, mainly the heritage of my family, my dad. He was a big impact on me, and it's a great thing that he's taught me throughout my life, and it's great to know, and I think I'll happily pass it down to my children. Um, to be able to pass it down from generations to generations, and just being able not just to show my kids, but to show other people that are interested in it. Well, if I could summarize it, it'd be that a great way to learn a new skill and a great way to refine my skills that I've already learned and just to be able to learn what my dad did for a living, what his parents did for a living, what my family continues to do and that I can pass that on to my family that my dad has done well passing it to me and just it's going to be a great feeling knowing that I've contributed to Foxfire in the way that I can continue to be thought of in this future generation. Ever since man discovered rivers, boats have been vital to the development of civilizations around the world. However, in southern Appalachia, the craft remains prevalent in its most natural form. Those who take advantage of the lakes, rivers, and streams in the area are no strangers to the beauty and severity of the great outdoors or the structures necessary to enjoy these natural resources to their fullest extent. Carpentry, like many other Appalachian crafts, is truly a family skill. It knows no generational boundaries, and it supersedes time itself. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Maddie Purdue, and this has been It Still Lives, the Foxfire Podcast. Keep the fire burning, y'all. Have a great day. Thank you. that you can throw it away. I like it. <laughs>